You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I'm so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Heather. Heather, welcome to Becoming Me. Thanks for having me, Emily. I'm so excited to have you here, and I cannot wait to dive into your story. I literally, y'all, started following Heather on Instagram, so a couple of your stories started interacting with you like, yes, warrior friend, let's go, and I just love your message, what you're sharing, and how you're really equipping people to be who God made them to be. Um, So before we dive into your story, I would love for you to just take a moment and introduce yourself. Like For those who are not familiar with Heather yet, who is Heather? Yes, such a good question. Who is Heather? I ask that question a lot. Um, so I am a mom to three little ones. I just celebrated my 10 year anniversary, married to my best friend, and I am a teacher turned businesswoman turned entrepreneur. And so I became an entrepreneur when I became a mom nine years ago. And it's been a fun, wild journey of uncovering, I actually have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I am a visionary at heart. I love creating ideas and streaming with the Lord. And ultimately, I love helping point entrepreneurs to Jesus so that they partner and co-labor with him in their business. Oh, I love that. That's absolutely amazing. And thank you for what you do. It's so important. Um, You know, I would love for you to just take some time right now and unpack your story. Like what has made Heather who Heather is today? Yes. Oh my, that's such a, a big question. I know I was, I was, I was even preparing. I'm like, Lord, what do we share? Uh, I was born and raised in a Christian home. I have known Jesus my whole life, uh, but not until I moved away in my twenties, graduated from college. I was a teacher in my hometown. There were like all the baby boomers were holding on to their pension. And so there were no jobs. So I ended up moving across the country to Arizona. I uh, didn't know anybody, but I knew they needed teachers. And there was just something that I was like, let's go for it. So I was the most unlikely child. I had one brother. He wanted to move away, ended up living in our hometown. And I did not. And I ended up moving away. But it was the best thing I could have ever done because I really feel like I got to discover God for myself mm-hmm. uh, and really learn who who is God and who is Jesus. And I wasn't really being told what to believe, but I was actually getting to choose and explore that on my own. So I had a prodigal season uh, where I definitely kind of toyed around with, I don't know, you know, I always knew God was real and all of that, but I wasn't always living for him. 
fast forward, uh, ended up realizing that teaching wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Once I got into the classroom, I thought, what was I thinking? Uh, and so the Lord has been so good. And I do teach now. He's actually kind of showed me, he's like, you teach, you just teach a different, you, your classroom looks a lot different. Uh, one of my spiritual gifts is teaching. So that kind of helped. I was like, oh, okay. That's why I was drawn to that. But ended up getting into the corporate world and realized that, you know, as a teacher, obviously it's not the highest paid salary. And so I was really frustrated in that. Oh my goodness. I'm like, how, how can you survive on this? And so my roommate at the time was in pharmaceutical sales and I saw her lifestyle. I saw her income, all the things I'm like, I need to get into sales, but was terrified of that. But anyways, got an opportunity to get into the sales world. And then I fell in love with sales because it was really all about relationship building. And so I worked for some really large companies in a variety of different ways. Education sales was one of them. I ended up getting into pharmaceutical sales, did that, which is actually where I met my husband. We worked for the same company, fell in love in New Jersey and um, ended up getting married. And so uh, fast forward to becoming a mom, I was climbing the corporate ladder, was just making my name and like doing the things. And then I had this baby Zero desire to stay at home. I knew I was going to continue to work. But once I held that baby in my arms, um, mm -hmm. maternity leave was a eye-opening experience. I, My heart was just wrecked. I didn't, oh my gosh, how could I not have even thought about wanting to stay home with my son? And so I cried two weeks straight for uh, maternity leave and just was like sobbing. What was I thinking of? So hence, I found network marketing. Okay. And got into network marketing through really my own genuine health journey. I wanted to the first time in my life be healthy, not just skinny and fit into a certain size clothes, but I was like, oh, I had this baby to take care of. I actually want to learn how to be healthy. Ended up having a lot of success in network marketing and fell in love with the opportunity. And so I had uh, a lot of experience in that um, world. And that's really what got me into coaching. So I am a certified biblical life coach. I'm also a certified master neuroscience coach. Sounds really fascinating. Uh, but really, it's just brain science and how what God already spoke in scripture, like taking your thoughts captive and being transformed by the renewing of your mind were things that I was actually getting to match science and scripture with and seeing the connection. And it was fascinating to me. And that's really what I help my clients do now. But the entrepreneur journey has been wild. Um, and God has taught me so much. So who I am today has a lot of been, it's been a lot through the entrepreneur journey, learning and unlearning, um, realizing my behaviors and why I've been so high achieving my whole life. And you know, how do you actually co-labor and partner with God? Do I actually trust God um, or am I trusting myself? Just some really big questions. And well, in 2018, my, my entrepreneur journey in the network marketing space shifted a bit. Uh, and so just over a series of healing uh, that the Lord started to show me that you are working, you're not really trusting me with your business, even though you're saying that you are. And so really since 2019, God asked me to get unbusy. He kept telling me to rest and I didn't rest was like a four letter swear word to me. I thought lazy people rested. And so that was like, oh no, I cannot rest. I don't even know what that means. And then I did a deep dive into Sabbath. And what is that? It's for man, not for, you know, it's, 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 oh wait, that's a gift from the Lord. Come to me all who are weary laden. I will give you rest. And so really the last three ish, four years has been unlearning my hustle, unlearning my independence, unlearning this busy, uh, you know, high achieving, which some of those, all those things are not 
well, not all, some of those things are not so bad when they're in a healthy place, but I was doing it fueled from a fear, um, from a not trusting anyone else to take care of me. I needed to do that. And so the Lord's just been so kind to reveal the underlying Mm. hidden things that I didn't even know were there that were fueling my ambitions and my driven and my success, all of these things. And so that's what I help people do now is uncover the hidden things that are keeping them stuck or in a cycle. Uh, and really that's understanding what subconsciously, what are you believing about yourself? What are you believing about God? And how is that not in alignment with truth so that we can take that thought captive and make it obedient to Christ and truly transform our lives by transforming our mind. Oh my goodness. That's powerful. And I even love how you just said like unlearning the hustle that Mm -hmm. is so countercultural to, especially in an entrepreneurial world, what we're taught, you know, you have to hustle, chase your dreams, go, go, go. And so I love the work of how you even describe those biblical truths matched with science, how your brain is wired and then you're unbecoming to become really who God wants you to be. I love that. So I'm curious, are you a coffee drinker? I am. Yeah. But I always tell people, I'm like, I'm the fancy coffee drinker. So I don't even know if we're a, a really like coffee, you know, someone who loves that coffee and beans and all that. They probably think, no, you're not. You are a latte. You like creamer. That's what you like. And you like pumps of, of syrups and whatnot. So I do love coffee. I love the smell of coffee, but I do like to make them fancy. Okay. So what's your like fancy go-to coffee drink? No, if... It's funny. I actually just tried a new coffee. My friend sent me some samples this morning. So I was like, oh, it's actually really good. Um, you know, I kind of have my like winter. I love peppermint tea type, you know, mochas or lattes. Um, I love iced coffee. So that's probably my go-to buy the iced coffee or I make it sometimes at home and lots of creamer. Oh, yes. I am a pumpkin spice latte fan in the fall. Yes. So like, yes. I, I drink it black in the morning, but I also love a fancy latte as well. So yes. I'm, I'm with you. If you were having like an iced fancy latte, whatever flavor pumps of cream you were feeling that day, and you were having this cup of coffee with another warrior friend on their own becoming journey, you're talking, you're encouraging whoever this warrior is, what would you say? Oh, that's a good question. So my ideal, my girl, my girl, you know, my woman who I'm, uh, I think that a lot of the women that I tend to love serving and, and work with are the people who are in a waiting season. I feel like most of our life really is in the waiting. Uh, and it's really about the who we are becoming as we are in the waiting. And so one of the phrases, because I feel like even in my own life, especially as I tend to move the needle, right? Maybe I'll, I'll achieve a goal and then the needle gets moved a little bit further. Or the, you know, we're climbing the mountain higher. Um, the Lord just showed me a lot of truths about the wilderness and that it's not punishment, it's preparation, it's pruning, and it's positioning for the promised land. And I think we need, and we as me, by the way, friend, you know, I'm super transparent to that anything that I have in my heart and that I share, I always tell my clients, I'm like, I'm you. I'm not saying this from a place of I've figured this out and I'm better than, or I have so much wisdom, but it's really the journey that I've walked. And so encouraging the person in the waiting that it's not punishment, 
God is discipling. Actually, I did a word study between punishment and discipline because in our culture, a lot of us believe that discipline is a bad thing, but really it's discipling the very thing that God wants to do. And so that that waiting season you know, I, I've, I've asked, I've asked God the question, am I doing something wrong? Um, what do I need to fix? Uh, are you mad at me? Like, why are we not moving along here? And so really that the wilderness is a beautiful place. Jesus spent time in the wilderness. John the Baptist was prepared to prepare for Jesus in the wilderness. Uh, there's just, there, there can be beauty in the waiting if we choose to allow God to prune, prepare and position us for the promise. Mm, That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I couldn't agree more. If somebody just heard, you know, they were asking you a follow-up question right over this cup of coffee, what would be one tangible takeaway that you would equip them with to begin embracing the beauty in the waiting? Because it can be easy to talk about it over coffee, right? And then you leave that coffee and it can just be hard to apply that. So just what's one step somebody could walk away and say, here's how I embrace the waiting. Yeah. So a hundred percent. And I, I think I'm edifications. Like, you know, I love to edify and encourage, and that feels good for a moment because you're motivated and you're inspired in the moment, but after the coffee, once it's done. Right. So one of the things that I really encourage people to do is feel their feelings. Mm, yes. Because a lot of the times, even with faith, we can be almost, I shouldn't feel that way, or I have so much to be grateful for. And so why, you know, we shame ourselves out of feeling what we feel. And so I tell people that your feelings are like flashlights. They're shining a light into your thoughts. And so even that in the waiting, I had to get really honest with how I felt because I kept trying to just fake it till I made it and muster it and like, yes, God, you are good. And so until I actually got really honest and sat in my feelings and said, actually, this is how I feel, God. And so I journal that out. How do you really feel? Well, I feel disappointed. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel uh, whatever that is. And so I would encourage her to be aware of this is how we take our thoughts captive. Listen, we live in a world where, was, you know, we're, we're thinking and I talk that I mean, we're just living at these speeds of that. We don't slow down. And so we have to slow down the speed up. And journaling can be one of the most beautiful ways to actually get honest with how we feel so that then so we can actually take that to the Lord and say, Jesus, and I call it the great exchange. Jesus, this is this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. I don't want to feel this way. Yeah. And so I give that to the Lord, lay it at his feet. I'm honest about it. I let myself sit in it for a minute. Uh, and then what do you have in exchange for me? Oh, that's beautiful. And so tangible. Thank you for sharing that. I couldn't agree more. My lead pastor did a series all on our feelings and he liked to say, you validate your feelings. They're mm-hmm. for real. Then mm-hmm. we challenge and change our thinking. And even how you described your feelings as a flashlight so true. So practical. Um, you know, if I was your warrior friend leaving this coffee, I'd be like, okay, where do I go to connect with Heather and learn more about coaching? Cause you're amazing. So how can people connect with you online, learn more about the work you do, potentially work with you? Where do they go for all the things? Well, thank you. That means so much. I do. I love the work that I do. It's an honor. Uh, it's, it truly is. So I'm on social media, just like pretty much everyone else, probably. Uh, Instagram, you can find me, Heather Schreiber Burns. Facebook, the same thing. I have dabbled on TikTok and I can't quite figure it out. Um, I don't know if it's like, I'm, I'll be 40 this year. And so I'm just like, I don't know if it's my age. Like, I'm just like really resisting it. But I have a podcast as well. It's called the Seek First CEO Podcast. 
that is where you can find episodes. There's 150 plus episodes of really just be pouring out of lessons I've learned and some really awesome interviews with, with people and different things. So those are the best ways. And then I do have a website. Um, I feel like it's always under construction, but heatherstriverburns.com. I love it. That just means you're always growing, which is amazing. You know, so we'll have all the links in the show notes, y'all. So you can easily connect with Heather. And I really couldn't recommend her podcast more. That's one of the first ways that I was introduced to Heather and your podcast is amazing. I'm subscribed. I listen to your episodes and I just appreciate you. You encourage me as I'm becoming who God made Emily to be. And I just am excited to call you a warrior friend. So thank you for your time and investing in us today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.